Welcome to Horsepower and Pizza Podcast. We have decided since two weeks ago that this is now the cold pizza show because it is the morning show and if we're being honest, the breakfast club is overplayed. Um, Joe is not here this week. We have Chance, we have Blair, we have RJ, and we brought Evan back because he got very, very butthurt that we didn't have him on two weeks ago because he hates the new Supra. Hey, <laughs> um, now the band's called Real Friends. Oh, right. here's the deal. We are going to recap the North American International Auto Show from last weekend, and because everybody went but me, because I'm well, Evan. Well, so th- so three fifths of the people here. Yeah. So everybody but Bailey went because Bailey's cheap and antisocial. So. Um, I'm going to give the floor to everybody else. Once again, we are taking a page out of the Barstool book, and there are no fucks given, so you are warned from this point on. Blair, can I have a piece of that phone? Yeah. Thanks, Blair. And while you're retrieving the phone, I want to start out, let's continue from last week, and now we've seen it in person, now we know what it looks like, and Blair, the resident, I'm going to buy it as soon as it comes out. Let me know your no, thoughts. No, 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 no. Let's be clear. I'm, I'm going to buy it eventually when it becomes affordable. Listen, here's the move. It's a BMW. It's going to have some stupid reliability issue, and I'm, I'm up front with that. I want one CPO, gently used, off-lease, something like that. I want the extended warranty because I don't want to have to worry about it. I didn't think I'd have to worry about my Scion, but then here we are. I've had tons of issues with that. So, you know, it doesn't really <clears> matter, but I like extended warranties. And that's how I got my BRZ, and that was another car that I wanted from the time it was announced, but I waited for the third model year to come out. I don't know if I said this two weeks ago or not, but waited for the third model year to come out, went and bought a first model year car, CPO, extended warranty, everything. It was great. But um, let's also touch on the fact that when we recorded last week or two weeks ago now, the Super Podcast, that night at Barrett-Jackson, VIN number one sold for $2.1 million. Called it way overpriced. Cha- oh, charity. Yeah, but charity. Charity. It was American Heart Association and some <laughs> other vet charity. But what that... They start coming out. The dealer markup is going to be ridiculous. Okay. Time out. We're ready. I hate the Supra. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Okay. We can do now. Buddy. Some dude bought that for $2.1 bills, right? Yep. That's a lot more than $2.1 That's a tax write-off, my guy. Thank you. That's a tax write-off. Anything over MSRP is going to be a tax write-off. So anything for charity is going to be a tax write-off. Yeah, but I'm over well, yeah, over MSRP or whatever they you know claim the value of the car to be. <laughs> if you're going to start your beef with a Barrett Jackson auction amount, you're wild. All right. Well, let but let's be clear right now. People bought first day Ford GTs, and since you weren't allowed to sell them, they tried to sell them anyway. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, the only person that ever sold it, the, the new GT was John, John Cena, Cena, and Ford sued him for it, and it was settled out of court. No, he doesn't. Kind of flat. Settled out of court because he probably told him he was gonna give him a fucking triple belt. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I imagine that they got some amount of money for it because it's in the contract when you buy the car, you can't sell it. But that's you know, not Porsche does that thing now too, because or the blacklist you can buy in their cars. Yeah, in the, uh, in the whole. I want to be market. on that list. I'm no, not gonna lie. I want to be on the this list. No, nope, you can't buy one. Let's Supra. 
Porsche has this thing where now that if you buy an, a, a, an exclusive quote-unquote car, like let's say a GPRS, and then like when they're released, then you immediately go to sell it for a profit because you can't get them. And Porsche knows you do this, they'll blacklist you for buying. Well, Ferrari do that too. Yep. Like all of these high-end brands I'm do for that. Three I mean, to stop people from buying yeah, their cars. Exactly. Ferrari, Ferrari does it the other direction. They approach you for their next hyper car if you've historically purchased other significant Nuts. Ferraris and, kept, and them. kept them. That's any group though. McLaren does that. Porsche well, does no. that. Ferrari How do you that. sell your next model? You go to the people that liked your model before that. Yeah. Right. Well, the, so but let's. I forget which. Supra. Yeah. Okay. So everybody loved your last Mark IV model. Despises your Mark V yeah. model. So here's here's my thing. In person, so I was not really a fan of it beforehand. I do have to say, Blair is right. It does look a lot better in person. I do like the proportions. Still think it's overpriced. Still think it's not the you know jaw dropping. Oh my gosh, here it is. This is amazing sort of thing. Um, but I did like to see the proportions in person. I just hope to God it drives like a son of a bitch because that's going to be the saving grace of this car for me. In person, the front bumper in a lot of pictures seems really wonky. Like, I don't know, have a word for it, but wonky, but like disproportionate in a way yeah. that like made me uncomfortable. <clears throat> and it looked a bit bulbous. It and was it looked too weird. high off the ground, and yeah, that's yeah. partial to us, but it's just it's too high off the ground. The 19s kind of looked gawky in all the pictures. But in person, it's just got this really nice visual presence. Everything from front to back lines up the way I think it should. I don't really like the vent on the door. I wish they'd have kept that molded and behind the I mean, door. They have, there's a whole lot of vents on that car. That are not real, yeah. Uh, if you haven't, check out the Jalopnik article that points out that most of these parts are, bar are parts binned out of a BMW, which mm. isn't... No shit. Isn't the <laughs> Go look at an FRS. I have Subaru stickers everywhere. Yeah. For those of you watching on YouTube, right here, I'm going to put up the most wholesome picture you are going to see all day of oh, yeah. Blair in front of one of the Supras. That's a kid at Christmas that, right that, there. Yeah, it, he looks like a kid on Christmas morning. But, I mean, I, I think overall, it's, I, I mean, it should be a good car. It should be really, really Nobody's good. Nobody's well, I, I have a question. We were talking about this earlier. Does it come with an LSD? Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Yes. Parts been, uh, okay, uh, OEM parts. Oh, it's the Mini and BMW Hold Parts website. If you go into Z4 chassis, you can actually select Supra. And if you go all the way through it, it has the same part number for a viscous LSD. Like by so what doesn't come in a 435. Correct. So can we order one of them through your work? You know, like three slap grand. it into my car? I don't know. I can order one through oh, work. Boy. You're on your own for oh, support. Boy. This is like you can buy any Pause part. Pause two-way. Get one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, nobody, I, don't, I don't drive nobody, I don't <laughs> think... Junk. Okay, you've driven a 435. It's a dynamically pleasing car. It's the size of a cruise ship compared to the fucking Supra, but... But well, that's what I'm saying. But like, I enjoy the honestly, car. And honestly, we talked about this in the last podcast. A direct competitor, similar in horsepower, price, and air quotes, usability, is an M2. Car. Yeah, and the same price. Said whatever farm animal of BMW chance. I'm thinking the M2 still a better car. But this might be sense. I think comparables at 89. Alright, so, okay, give us the quick rundown, Evan. You're the one that really has things to say about <clears throat> the Supra. Without directly oh. bashing it, try give to us, be semi-constructive. Give us Evan, the Evan spent a good, like, 45 minutes in my DMs last weekend, or two weekends ago, trying to convince me to hate this car. I'll reflect back. Can you, can you give us the condensed version of this is what I don't like, this is why Camel's I don't like condensed. it? Please, not, not. Yeah, like the chicken noodle soup, which is making me hungry. <laughs> Give me a chance. Mushroom or tomato? Oh, tomato. Okay. Um, 
So I I'll reflect back to exactly what I said to Mr. Horsepower Pizza. Um Dollar for dollar I don't like it. Um because his his no, two forty was forty five grand cheaper. Was exactly <laughs> well, what he told me. Yeah. Well, okay. For I Boy wouldn't cruise control be nice. Air conditioning. Airbags. Have both. Thank you very much. My my car is an eighty nine two forty SX. Electric it's windows. Factory ordered. Automatic windows. Uh, yes, power locks, power windows, cruise control, air conditioning. You told me your cruise control still works. Wait, you saw it. You saw an interior. That's not a true. You know what's really fun? Hold on a second. You know what's cool? Fuck. Is it all one Couple color? Uh, there's a there's a change drawer for that. You take it out. Okay. Uh, anyway, just go on the shoe. On the shoe. Does, does it fit a thirty two ounce Gatorade bottle? No, I'm not that. interested. <laughs> <laughs> Hydration is key. Hydration for that. Electrolytes. You can put as many Gatorades as you want back there. Cases. But listen, so why don't you like the Supra? Because I am such a JDM fanboy that I cannot wrap my head around why. And everybody says, oh, the 2JZ is, you know, was, was gone out by, you know, the German companies too. That's my feelings, so we'll flick off the camera. Um... And the 2JZ was engineered by the Germans, whatever, so on it and so wasn't. forth. But, like, you can't take an iconic, <laughs> literally iconic, people are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars, even before the inflation, blah, 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 this, mm-hmm, that, the other mm-hmm. thing, hundreds of thousands of dollars for these cars, because they are so brutal, they are so grassroots, yeah. and they are so disgustingly, like, Japanese, for lack of a better term. Right, so I have two things. Good thing this. they didn't do that with the GTR. I didn't do it with the GTR. Two things about the GTR this. suck. R35 suck. They're pretty cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, but they suck. So, first off, uh, Yamaha built the original 2J. I don't think you know that. 1J, 2J was built by Yamaha. I mean, because I have a shameless car, plug. I don't know that. But no, but my point is... The <laughs> Lexus LFA so engine. back then, Toyota didn't have the means to build that motor to anyone. So, Yamaha helped them build it anyone. So, now, moving forward to, to 2019, 2020, when the cars are going to be available... Toyota still have the means to produce a motor like that. Did you listen to the podcast we did because you felt excluded? Uh, did. No, I didn't. No, he, right. he was that butthurt. We talk about why they couldn't do it themselves. Toyota does not make a motor that they can, that, that they can put in it that would work. They just don't. They don't have they don't have an option. The only motors they have that are rear-wheel drive is the V6 of the RC350 IS350, which is the okay. black luster, the turbo two-liter motor, which is. Black luster. Black luster, and then the ISF V8, which uh, is black luster, and the, and also the cost <laughs> to put that in, in the chassis would be way higher. And you would, I, in my opinion, ruin part of what. I'm, okay, the Supra is still a GT car. Like I know it's a horsepower demon. It's fast as all hell. It's just not. It the new one, no, 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 the new one isn't yet. It has to become. But right, okay. But I'm not talking about the new one. I'm talking about the Mark IV. They were designed to compete with likes of the 300ZX, something more... But the Supra wasn't... The former Supra wasn't good because it was stock. It was good because it was modified. It was good because it was bulletproof. Because it was forged from the factory. Yeah. I agree with you. And we talked about this on the last podcast, which you ignored. I like half of Donut Media, and the other half is really annoying. Mm -mm. But he... No, did you watch... Full grade. Every single <laughs> did you watch the special they did about why the 2JZ was so great and why the B40 or B58? B58. B58 could be the same thing. I don't have any Factory doubt. Factory sleeve, closed deck. I have no doubt in my mind that BMW can make a straight six that can run all no, day long. They didn't, make a, they didn't make a name on that. What do you mean? That was a joke. 
Sarcasm right over the head. Turn your hat around. I might see you. Gotta, you gotta use some more inflection there, my guy. Um, right. I, no, but I, I can 100% believe that, yes, BMW can produce a straight six that will run with a QJZ all day long. But Toyota can't. Themselves, sure. I, I Who else they, all right, so you're saying she got from somebody else? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I believe Who? they should go to Nissan and take the fucking... Nissan! The castings for the RB26 and throw it in their new Supra and make the world just burn. Hi, I'm Cafe Emissions Required. You know what's better than an RB26? A 2 Boom, roasted! I am the biggest Nissan oh. fanboy that you know that's not you. And I, and it's got almost a half liter displacement on it. No, that's, not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying here. Like, what I'm trying to get at is, like, you... However many years ago, they perfected the 2JZ. Well, you refresh can't. that and throw that back in the car? You can't. Okay, the thing about because the 2JZ is in, was insanely expensive, expensive to develop. And they put it, and because of that, they, the only way they could vindicate that they were going to spend the money to develop it is to put in every fucking car they sold, which is what they did. The 2J was in a ton of stuff. The now, 2J, I they, know. Okay. I have 5,500 so, pounds to damn that have a 2J yeah, in it. So now, modern cars are cheaper, smaller, and more economical. They, the only way they could, they could possibly come up with to build this new motor is if we can put it in more than just this niche Supra that's not going to sell high volume. Listen, the 2J, you put a 2J in a Tacoma, every fucking no, way not. their parents are no, going to buy a no, fucking 2J Tacoma. No, they're not. 2Js don't make torque, not stock to tow anything. And the thing, it's like people don't care about it. Normies don't care about this stuff. The other thing is the B58 is essentially a further round, like of the N52, N54, N55 oh. line, where it's an inline six, three liters of displacement. BMW has been doing this for the past 15 years, right or no? Yeah. Ten years. Well, how many how many liters was the two J? This group message is wild, Three. by the way. It was turbocharged. It was an inline six. Yep. So essentially, you have the closest thing that you can get to a modern two J. Agreed. With every lack of reliability. And my eyes. I don't know on one side. I don't could know. Be, could be yeah. different. Okay. Could be different. BMW is up and down. Roger. Roger. Fifty four. 55. Woo! Yeah. Right, so no, no Woo! reliability. That's, that's probably the only thing you can really go about with that. But with modern engines, it's that's hard. Uh, the, the 2J uh, is again is 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 unique in the fact that it was forged from the fact. Right. Yeah, and not to right. change like the, and this is like the last thing in with modern engines. Not to go back on you know completely different car, completely different <clears throat> wheelhouse. But here you go. Focus RS head gaskets. People are buying. Millions and millions of dollars of these cars, and okay, poor put that was a fucked up. Yes, that was a problem with them between them and Cosworth and so on and so forth, whatever. But you know, anything can happen. Let's move forward. You pull up your RS and it's not covered. Ooh, you're done. Yeah, but move forward and continue into Detroit and the recap of that. Um, we can provide some insight on that, yes, because I was not there. RJ actually. Took it upon himself to do the pizza review for us last week. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but head over to Instagram yeah. and check that out. He was a bit sauced. A bit. A bit. So, not nearly... <laughs> a bit so, sauced. So, all right. I a was bit. Tra- How many people were in my Ford Taurus, RJ? We were... All right, there were six. Sixteen. Um, Bro, Taurus. all right. So, it was legal. It was tight, but it was legal. We six had some... Seatbelt. We're good. Yeah. But anyway, so and the yeah, driver you, was not drinking. The back of an Audi already no. in the trunk. Which so was nice. Fine. So here's the thing though. If you haven't seen it yet, go to at horsepower pizza on Instagram. Let me know what you think if I did an okay job. Um I wanna just say that I feel I did pretty well with the one bite 
inhaling a whole slice. He stuck a whole but, slice in his <laughs> mouth. And he but pretended he was me. Know. He said his name was Bailey. I watched a Highlander movie. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, overall, Detroit's great time. Um, I'm more excited that the show is going to be in the summer. Uh, for the next one. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. I'm going back. I was in the Midwest. I went, in the middle yeah. Of I went last year. It was cold as fuck. That's why I, mean, I didn't was, go this year. It was cold as fuck this It was year. still, we woke up and it was like two. Two. Yeah, so, well, I'm, that's cool. I woke up in Pittsburgh two days ago and it well, was yeah, negative I mean, two. So, overall. That I, and then there's that. There, there's another reason this is called the cold pizza show. It's fucking cold in Pittsburgh right now. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for that's it to be a little different. Pizza. Overall, I think the show was smaller than it was last year. Really? Um, so they didn't a, have BMW. They didn't have Audi. They didn't have Audi. They didn't have... North, Drag. Guys. Land Rover. Well, North American Auto Show. This isn't the international auto show that comes to Pittsburgh. Well, it's the there. North American, North American International Auto Show, homie. That's what it's called. N-A-I-A-S. But, I mean, over... It's it, well, here's the thing. When I was there last year, and I was there two years BMW ago, BMW was there last year. That's why I was B- hyped to be there because the new M5 came out, yep. new X5M, CS, the M3 CS, M3 CS, the yeah. i8 Roadster, all that shit. The whole was there. new body styles for Audi was out. Audi, Audi was had excited. all those cars in yeah. Nardo there. As much as and as much as mm-hmm. I like everything else, you did not say um, the most exciting thing about the uh, Audi exhibit last year was Nardo Gray. No, I said they had all kinds of cars there in oh, Nardo. I don't give a fuck about Nardo Gray, but every car oh, that they had and there... and clear coat your primer, and you oh, too so. can have an Audi. They just yeah. had... They had Nardo Nardo talks about battle. Okay, Evan, bad. I'll just go fuck myself then. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk. <laughs> but, um... They had, an R- <laughs> they had an RS3, an R8. They had, like, four or five different... S and RS cars in a row, and they were all color matched, which I thought was cool. Like, I didn't care what color they were, they were just all the same Kinda color. Like which was, well, the V cars were the same color. Uh, yeah. It was like a weird. Oh, um, Infinity did that. Infinity did oh. that where their S cars were red and everything else was white, right? Did Lexus have anything cool there this year? They had the new uh, Lexus RC competition. Um, I have a picture of it if you give me RC seconds. Here, uh, just for your own reference, RC Track Edition. I can't remember the exact yeah, title they give it. They added a couple horsepower. It's lighter, big wang. For the LC 500 there? Yeah, they LC. Convertible. I like the LC. Convertible. Oh, my God. He's out here talking about how the LC's practically losing his mind over an LC, but he can't appreciate a Supra. Alpha have anything Because you cool. boy loves swords. No. Um, they, they didn't even have a one, uh, the 128, the, the Yana... One? What is that? Well, they didn't have a Fiat one, two, three. Four. 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 Where was it? I didn't see it. In the Fiat section. Alfa Romeo is where you're thinking it should have been, and it was not as with Dodge. No. It's, well, doesn't Fiat own Dodge? Yeah. You said Alfa Romeo. I meant Alfa yeah. 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 They're Alpha all Romeo. owned by the same trashy company. But my, I don't know. I, I think they did have but it's the, where your pizza's uh, from. They had one of the uh, Salver yeah. F1 cars there, which was pretty cool. It, that was dope to see in person. I've never seen an F1 car in person. Well, so that, that seeing, was an old one. Right well, here, just see, yeah. But just to see like all the intricacies of an F1 car of, oh, hey, we decided to put this little two mil, you know, two-inch piece of metal and curve it up at a 45-degree angle because it provides 0.6 more of downforce. Well, you know what's interesting about that car? Uh, actually, well, actually, all Formula 1 demo cars, no matter their age, Every time they go anywhere to be shown, they're always updated with the current livery. No matter how old the car is, they really? always have the current spec livery. I didn't know that. Yep. Every every so like for example, uh, Infinity got had one, 
and they even though it was it was like an old car, they put the current spec <clears throat> livery on the car uh, from the Red Bull Infinity car, even though it was an old ass. I'm just gonna say this so RJ's forced to, but on Sunday or Saturday he's gonna post a picture of it. You can actually see it's a Sauber F1 car. There's a team that ran it. I believe it was a 16 car, 2016. That chassis? Yeah. Uh, 15 or 16. But now it has an Alfa Romeo livery, which is the Sauber F1 team's which new is now name. just Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo Racing. Yep. Is what Sauber it's is gone. Sauber Chance is gone. Chance out here dropping knowledge. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't know anything about Formula One, multiple teams have been around for a very long time. They just switch names. Uh, Mercedes... The current Mercedes AMG team that is dominating Formula One at this Petronas, time, Mer- Petronas Mercedes, yeah. All used hell to Lewis be Hamilton. used to be Braun GP, and before that it was Honda's team. So but now it's Mercedes wow. Factory. But now it's Mercedes team. Factory. Team. Yeah. <laughs> Except they're winning world <laughs> yeah. title after world title. I mean, Hamilton. This is the part like, where your opinion don't matter. I mean, <laughs> Hamilton is he's currently the best driver of Formula One. He's he's a bit of an ass. I agree. But so is Chance. He's good. He is, but we love him anyway. Yeah. And he, but I mean, so like that that tough. was dope. I've never seen an F one car in person. Um, they had Hamilton's car there last year, hanging on the wall. I have a picture of it. Really? Promise you, it's on my Instagram. Like, so, I had really really less to. money. Drive the Washington PA. You have one car hanging on the wall. You could. You can. You can go downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was gonna say you can go into Mercedes neither, Pittsburgh. But neither one of those are F one. They're Indy. Oh, no, they're Formula Two, Formula Three. F2000 cars. It would be even cooler if they were Formula B. Oh, my God. I'm Formula B shirt on, boys. Oh, it is. Yeah, he's got... So, Bailey showed me a picture right now, and you can put a link to it or just a screenshot of it. It's on my Instagram. At Horsepower Pizza. Scroll down to February 2nd, 2018. What else was pretty... uh, I'm going to really throw you off here of what I was excited about, and it surprised me. I was excited to see the Gladiator in person. The Jeep Really? I don't know why. That's the truck. Yeah. It's the truck. Huh. And I don't know why, but to me, that is the ultimate, like, okay, I need to go out in the woods, I need to go do something, and I need one vehicle. You throw your shit in the back, put the dog in the back seat, put the wife up in the front, you toss a canoe over the top of it, and you just go. It, it doesn't matter what you want to do, you, you know get a diesel it, one, and it's fine. And yeah. I don't know why I was excited. I really can't, because I'm not a Dodge fan, I'm not a, a Fiat fan, but... RJ, your Scranton is showing... My <laughs> my uh my actual initial reaction to Gladiator is like wow it's like a like the Hummer pickup truck thing is just smaller really yeah. no it's if you look at the picture of the silver one that was on, or I'm sorry orange one that was on the rotunda it looks ridiculously long longer than an H3T in my opinion oh no, for you, sure you, you get like an sure. H1T or something like H1 H2 truck oh no yeah it's, it's that's why I said squish yeah I mean. The problem is, I'm, I'm a firm believer, and I have been driving Chance's truck for a week for extraneous reasons, mostly to tow home another car. But the point is, if you're going to buy a truck, like, I understand the bed's useful if you want to put dirt bikes or an ATV or Ooh, camping gear. The bed's gear. that big? It's could, big. They, they had, so, which was dope, they had two two-stroke KTMs in the back of this, and in the bed they have, like, fake uh, tire marks into the bed. I don't know if that's going to be the production version, but I was like... But, cool. okay, more than that, they had, it was an orange gladiator yeah, with yeah, yeah. KTM's colors right. are orange, so it looked, it was a really cohesive image. But if you're going to buy a truck, I feel like it needs to be able to tow something. It can go off-road, it'll go in snow, I believe that, but I can't hook up my car and trailer to the back of it. Yeah, somebody look up the estimated uh, so, which well, is crazy. Okay, people buy Honda Ridgelines all the time. <laughs> Honda, you know what? The Honda Ridgeline is the truck that most people need. 
Seriously, yeah. the pe- most people that buy pickup trucks need a Honda. What did it win? It, did it win Truck of the Year? Car and Driver Truck of the Year? It won uh, something I, wild I, like I mean, that. Car and Driver does... Lucha used to tow the boat with it. <laughs> no, it'll tow 4,000 pounds. Well, we also don't know that they, they really, if they don't want to release tow ranks in the diesel motor. That's the... So... Because uh, it is going to be a diesel. Which no, is no, the diesel is... The, new the diesel is 600 pounds less in towing capacity than the gas. And the reason behind that is they could not provide adequate cooling based on the grills for the diesel that they could for the V6. Now, if that's not the most fiat shit you've ever heard, where they couldn't just say, oh, we'll add an extra vent in the damn grill. Like, it's I a didn't. shame, too, because the Pentastar V6 is terrible. Okay, so you here... You felt awful. <laughs> so, Chummins? the... Hold on. The no, gas... The or gas VT motor... The gas motor can tow 7,600 pounds. What? 7,600 pounds. And now what you said, What did you say? You said, I can't tow my vehicle on the back on a trailer. 2,700 pounds plus right, 1,500 pounds equals... Well, well, there's a difference between... You can't tow a GS. There's a difference between can tow, should tow, and want to That's, tow with. You see, okay, that tow rating is a very similar... Uh, they're targeting something. You know what that is? The Tacoma's tow rating. Well, Actually, what's the little Nissan truck? The little Frontiers. Frontier. They don't yeah. Frontiers anymore. Yeah, well, TJ Hunt towed his drift car with his no, Frontier for the longest time. I talk about this all the time. I, I don't want to tow something if it's within 80 or 90% of that vehicle's tow capacity. No, I because, listen, completely okay, agree with you. Let's be honest. I've towed cars before, and if it doesn't have the balls to do what I want it to do, it's more frustrating. Like climbing a hill. I towed Dude, a be- I towed a BMW wagon home last night. The trailer brakes got goofed up. And let me tell you, that thing was miserable to go uphill. Because I'm winding through the North Hills. It wasn't exactly the highway. Once it was on the highway, it was great. But going up and down those hills, that was a lot of work. And that motor handled it flawlessly. I don't think the Jeep would be the same. I think you'd be near red line. I feel like you'd be uncomfortable towing a car with the glass. No, I, so, I being, will agree with that. I was, yeah. Well, with your and with your Tacoma comment, just to kind of put put it all in perspective, <laughs> the Jeep has a 1000 pound greater towing capacity than a Tacoma and almost identical to the Diesel Canyon. So they're in so, that market. So, so you like well, well, when you're when you and when you're saying you're talking your new limit, it's not about the power limit, it's about the brakes. Throw yeah. slotted rotors on it. You're I mean, yeah, half, okay. And, and the uh, and also the eBay breaks. I think the, the diesel canyon is a waste of money. Yeah, in my opinion, you should be buying a gas. If you're gonna spend the money to buy a diesel uh, setup canyon, buy a gas. If you like compact trucks, you're not gonna get along with us. Sorry, right, Chase. I, yeah, yes, sorry. I mean, so I mean, he's so well, the guy, the, Jace is the ZR2, yeah. I want the multimatic diesel, shocks. Yeah. Diesel ZR2, when they once again depreciate from 46,000 or whatever the hell they are, is going to be great. Also, his M2 is for sale for anybody interested. I'm, I'm talking about GS about it. Long, uh, what, what, I'm Long Beach a, Blue Metallic, six speed, it's gorgeous. I think no, you need. Back too. No, I do need I'm an M2, but Rachel will also leave me if I purchase another car. So that just so just overall, that was a car that I was excited about. Like I said, can't really explain to you why. I love the new JLs, even though they're supposed to be absolute shit in maintenance. The interior is a great upgrade. The fact that they're introducing digital inside of the cabins, all the Jeep guys hate it. 
Uh, our buddy Riley has a JK that's lifted and stuff. And, I mean, the JLs, once again, like, the actual construction is bad. But for the consumer that's, oh, it looks like a cheap G-Wagon, is going to absolutely love it for that exact reason. I want to put two things on that. One, with Riley, I want to talk about the Q60 that we saw in person. And I know they've been out for a year or two, but that car really impressed me at the show. And speaking of things that interested you for you're not sure why, but it made you feel a way, I'll say it. The Kia Telluride. I thought it was oh, an yeah. extremely interesting vehicle. What yep. is that? It's Kia's new full size, has a third row seat, comes with a powerful you know, 290-ish horsepower V6. And I'll be honest, if you go ahead and Google Kia Telluride. I have it. I'll pass front, my phone around. I'm talking to those people. Oh, sorry. If they look it up, I think the headlights look a bit escalated, but something about the proportions, the taillights, RJ was the one that pointed it out, the taillights look almost like the Rolls-Royce Cullinan lights. It's a Bentley. It, uh, they had, they had a big uh, off-road course inside of the convention center, and they could take Telluride, and they had, like, snort holes and tires. Like, I'm sure there are packages available. It's like Kia. foxy from the side. And you side. can drive it's it off-road yeah. and go over stuff, and it's competitive, which is... Kia's been trying to branch at other markets besides <clears> just the uh, the subcompact, like, economy brand, because they have the new Stinger, which is, you know, their sports no. car. The Kia K900, which is their in the luxury market. Um, which nobody knows that they even make. They right. sold, like, less than, like, a thousand of them last year. Yeah, yeah 1,500. Um, right there, like, Hyundai, you know... Hyundai and Kia sister. are the same brand. So, I mean, they're, they're putting out sport coupes like here. Yeah, hotcakes. But the new Telluride is another break into a market that Kia really has never been a part of before. Even their SUVs are all crossovers. Like yeah. I think their biggest. No, well, no, the, the Telluride is still is not body on frame. The but, tel- size, but it's bigger size, than size. Kia's Tellur- biggest. I believe the Telluride is trying to strike the Chevy Traverse, GMC Acadia, Buick Enclave market. No, crossover, third row, mid pack, three hundred horsepower V six. Uh, and I'll yeah. for the moms that don't want a minivan and the dads that don't want a minivan. You need that third row. You need that all-wheel drive, especially up here in Pittsburgh. I think the Telluride is a great idea for Kia. It's all about execution. I feel like it's just Traverse, except I don't want to commit to a, a Tahoe. You know what I mean? Like or, it, it's literally just like that little step above where it's like, oh, I don't need to actually tell anything or like. It's probably gonna be better equipped for the money you pay though. Oh, and for sure. Kia for has sure. Kia Hyundai share the longest factory warranty of any brand which is great for the average consumer you know some people like to lease things two three years mm-hmm. flip a vehicle some people want to run it to the end of the warranty and the key is a great investment on that kind of thing yeah for sure i but like I mean, the telluride i it, thought it was neat and bailey can also include the picture of the uh heritage or whatever the hell it was <laughs> on like it was an, a lifted version on knobby 33s it had with leather a door handles it leather. had leather mirror caps like I don't know who thought this was a good idea, but it was it was actually kind of cool to see because it was you a horse picture. Of Brittany in the background. I, Send I, me one. I will. I Brittany will. in the background pointed out that it did have leather hood straps as well. It's like a Bentley. You're going to go anywhere in the rain with leather Listen. on the fucking roof. Those <laughs> 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 woman in that building was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Them LV bags. You spilled red lipstick in my white Valentino bag? <laughs> so, I don't actually dig into the pictures here. I don't I know. have one. I'm working on it. Text it to me, please. I have the, uh, so they, uh, they also did a very, you know, um, uh, very affluent couple going up to Aspen. White on white with a white rooftop carrier, which actually looks pretty good. You so, put that thing in the snow. I'll never find it. <laughs> very true. 
But no, that was cool. Um, and then after we were cruising around to the edge, or like around the edge of the um, the event center, they also had the LC500 convertible. Oh, uh, yeah, the new one, yeah. Uh, and uh, I was very... Er, RJ was aroused right? because he likes weird things that the top goes down, and that's so, where he and I argue on things. RJ, you can't buy a wagon convertible unless it's permanent. If I... I got a sawzall. Bam Margero cut it out for free. He still has that purple Lambo, and he I'll still drives it. Free. Yeah. Like, 15 years later. So now the only hesitation yeah, I have is, okay, now you're into, you know, $100,000 market, and you start looking into back seats, touring, reliability, and then I'm like, well, if I wait for two years and I buy an S-Class convertible... Um, you probably use California for that kind of money, dude. Yeah... I don't know. It's just it's Anyone? it's a lot for what it is. The new Ferrari Italian, um, the, the, the new LC five hundred convertible. The LC five hundred because the LC started hundred Gs, right? No, ninety. I'm gonna say ninety six. So, but so you're right. You're right. How, all right. Well, how much more is the is the convertible? I'll make you happy and say four thousand dollars to put it at hundred grand. I, there you I go. will openly state that I believe the I'm gonna say high end two seater hard top convertible. Is a segment that's dying. Straightforward, like BMW 6 Series, Mercedes SL. Yep. Both fantastic cars. They do everything. They don't. Ma- they don't even make the 6 Series anymore. Anything but four doors. You cannot buy a 6 Series coupe. That's my point. I feel like the high-end luxury two-seater convertible is going out of style, and that's it's a weird thing because if you look at like, for example, three series convertible, it's a little smaller. You know, A5 S5 convertible. That's a smaller car. If you try to go to that awkward two-seater midsize, you miss you miss your mark. If you want a big, roomy, comfortable four-seat convertible and you have the dough, you buy an S-Class convertible. So interestingly, I just I'm just looking up the I'm trying to find pricing for the convertible. That LC500 convertible was not a production model; it was a concept. Oh, that's so frustrating. I know because um, I feel like that makes that car absolutely worth it because. Anything Lexus is going to be reliable. Yeah. Uh, I did not realize that it was a concept, uh, which is kind of a shame. Uh, but it, here's the thing: I don't see it selling well. I just don't. Oh no, it won't. It As won't. I said, but I like the concept. That market is dying. They're either buying an S5 convertible or they're buying an S class convertible. There's nowhere in between for them. Oh my goodness. Um, what are we about Supra? Right? Oh my gosh! Get yeah. the hell out of here! Who invited you? Uh-huh. So. Uh, all right. I put, they were the center of the show, at least center in the room. I, I was talking about GAC motors. Yeah, I was hoping we would talk or, about uh, or or GAC motors, which uh, GAC motors is a Chinese car company. Um, also known, I'm uh, I think it was on Top Gear or oh, or uh, or uh, uh, Grand Tour. They talked about the Trumpchi. They explore the Chinese knockoff cars. GAC Motors produces, well, they said, now they didn't have any of the shows, but they have cars that look weirdly similar. Okay, just, I, I to pulled it Two other brands, oh my goodness. I pulled it up. Uh, GAC sells passenger cars under the Trump Chi brand, uh, oh. commercial vehicles under the Gonau brand, and SUVs under the Changfeng Motor brand. Yeah. And buses under GAC buses. So they had, uh, they had, a, they basically brought their crossover segment. They're, they're planning to bring their cars to America in late 2019, I think it was the plan, or early 2020. Um, they had their small crossover segment there. They had a, uh, an EV concept car, which is very weird looking. Uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. 
Um, do they have any actual sedans? Or are they all crossovers? I don't. I don't, I, I don't openly recall. Um, I did. They also did not. They they did not list price points for their cars. And, they, and initially, I was very judgmental. Oh my god, this is like you know a piece of junk. And I sat one. They weren't that bad. Uh, the head better. units were com- all like the like the, most of the cars. The uh, uh, the infotainment was 100% Chinese. They did not take the time to switch them from Chinese to English. There was out of Yemen. CBMAF. Yeah. As as of like, I think they had what seven models. I'd say six, seven models. They, they, they had a pretty big showing. Only one of them was in English. Yeah. And touching that touch screen and working my way through the infotainment. System, I think it was that bad. I feel like it was a Garmin navigation unit from 2010. I, I the touch screen did not feel like a. It didn't feel cheap. It felt like a like a phone. I agree. The display was glass, but. The reaction um, time, the scrolling. Dude, that's some Huawei like unlocked. Huawei just got, I believe, just got sued or whatever by yeah, the US. They really remember yeah, Canada yeah. arrested and indicted one of their engineers. Yeah. So, but here's something. I feel yeah, like arrested in Canada. That's tough. <laughs> On behalf of us. The North, the <laughs> Canadian gulags where you're you're bathed hey, in maple syrup. Please come with us, mate. <laughs> we need to take you out. <laughs> the financial manager of Huawei was arrested in Canada on the behalf of the U.S. and indicted on charges. It's called extradition. Listen, um, if you have a Huawei phone, you probably have crickets. So I can't talk <laughs> <laughs> But um, here's, here's my thing, though. I feel like I feel like GAC Motors is the equivalent of, right, you could buy the, the Apple phone charger, you could spend the money, but you decide to go to Amazon, and you find this one that's cheap that comes with free two-day shipping. Amazon's like, choice. And you're like, oh my god, yeah, this is a great option. You Cut. get it, and then, like... You no, you're plug that into your wall. There's a little <laughs> camera in it. They're watching you, bro. <laughs> no, I know it was like it is. interesting though about all their cars. They had name brand tires. They all had Bridgestone tires on them, which I think was very interesting because we're probably required to. I no, you're not. You're not required to run those. Rep. Um, but for a Chinese manufacturer to do that, I just think like I, I, I don't know. It's strange. Um, because it has to say Merca on it somewhere. Well, true. Nope. Um, like the super only says German. Oh my goodness. Were there any hypercars there this year? No, no. There's your one, which is a hypercar. Not hypercar. He said hypercar. Yeah, hypercar. I'm referring to last year, RJ and I got our picture taken in front of the world record Koenigsegg. Yeah. Like, that's no, why they, I was none, of the, none of those brands. The only, there was, who was that, that rally group people that were there that had a bunch of like supercars and stuff that were oh yeah some sort of like hey pay us some money and we'll schedule hotels for you and you can drive with us sort of group yeah Yeah. well they were there last year and the one kid they didn't have lmp prototypes dpi cars i saw that that was pretty cool but no that going back to that rally thing last year i posted pictures of some of their cars and they were like Scalping my photos off of Instagram, hmm, not crediting anybody. Sounds about right you for a rally group. Does. Yeah, it's a type of type you know what? They did have the hypercars you're talking about. Uh, they did have super. Cadillac's prototype DPI Le Mans car there, which is super cool. They had Actors' prototype DPI Le Mans car there, and then you feel the type of way. And they also had uh, Acura's GT. NSX GT3 NSX GT car. Right. with no livery, which they had that there last year. Exposed carbon. We it weren't there last year. RJ and I were. And I pulled over it. Rally to hypercar? TFTI. The one with the NASA. The Vinay Group B. I'm sorry. So. Can we just, can we just talk about legacy into a Group B car? Before we leave that. I do. The following seeing the Cadillac DPI car there, Cadillac proceeded to win the 24 hours 
Uh-huh. Uh, we'll watch 24 Hours of Daytona. God bless. Um, oh, dude, also, do a ra- a, it was it, the worst rain they've ever seen in the race, but the car did win, which is pretty cool to see it before that. They also yeah. had the... And GM did this in all their stands. Um, they had, which is actually my favorite part of the water show, they had motors out of everything they sold all over the other show. GM did for Cadillac, for Ge- uh, General Motors, Chevrolet, um, and... They didn't have any Buick stuff, did they? No. They just had the Duramax. They had they all had the Cadillac motors. Section, and, but no yeah, they had the Buick motor. Well, no, but specifically, right. and Cadillac section was actually very interesting because they had, they actually had the DPI motor. DPI uh, stands for uh, uh, Daytona product, Prototype uh, something. Direct port injection. Shut up. Um, so but it was in a glass case. You couldn't touch the motor. Yeah. But yeah, they, they had, had it there, which was pretty cool. They Next, had a cutaway LT4 last year that I stood there and the LT4 is the ZR1 motor. Yeah, that's LT5 ZR1 motor. LT4 is they had they had the new ZL1 motor cutaway there, which is also mm, very cool sick. to see. Um, they had a cutaway of the new Duramax. They had a cutaway of the new 27 Duramax four cylinder that they put in the mm-hmm. uh, 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 cans <coughs> and um, I, don't know what I remember. Yeah, the they also but then they had a cutaway of the new uh, what the hell was that? I mean. It, it is General Motors. It's like it's a dual overhead cam, twin turbo. Oh, let for, me for let the me, CTSV, C, CTS CTS6V, yeah, which CT6V. was really really cool. So can I just? I I have a gripe. I love GM. I'm GM to the core. LS swapped the world. Yeah, we know. Oh. But but they had the ATSV on the corner in brown, stunning. CTSV on the corner in brown, also stunning. Oh, see, I'm a weird guy that likes. The, the I hate cars. that color. But so they had those on the corner. They had those front and center, right? They wanted they wanted to have you look at those. And then at the very end, in the corner of the whole Cadillac display, they had a CT6V. Yeah. Just sitting there. Nobody talked about it. They had a base model XT4 or XT6 or whatever the fuck it was on the stand. They had some. They had the new Cadillac XT6 on another rotating stand. And totally ignored the CT6V, which is a 600 horsepower twin turbo V8 North Star, or not North Star, but whatever the Cadillac motor. Dude, who's a North Star? Go buy one tomorrow. Four wheel drive. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like to me, it's like that is the E63 M5 competitor, and they said, "Oh, it's here." Whoa, whoa, whoa! You couldn't see it. You couldn't. I mean, you could see it, but like they didn't have anybody talking about it. That is the flagship. Badass motherfucker of a car. And uh, it's it's, just, it, it's, it's a badass motherfucker of a Cadillac. Would you get my wallet? Well, it's look at a, a look bad at a cold, motherfucker. Look at a cold start video of a CTSV and tell me you don't feel it that way. And then I'm going to drive it to my geriatrics appointment and my orthodontist after that. I'm going to drop my grandkids. I'm going to drop my grandkids off at school. And I'm pretty sure the CTS six V has or CT six has as much power as the CTSV ATSV as well. Which is, uh, not as much as the ATSV as much as it. It's got more than both. So the ATSV is four fifty or four seventy five. I can't recall out of a twin turbo six. The CTSV has six forty out of a an air quotes detuned Z06 motor, and then. The CT6V has the twin-turbo V8 motor that they've developed that nobody's talking about. Well, you know what's interesting about that motor, too, is you know who it looks like? It looks like an Audi motor. Does it have a hot V? Yes, it is a hot V. 
which is very. Why out. does Hot V make you think Audi? Because my initial thing is the V8 twin turbo motor. The RS7. When somebody yeah. says Hot V, I'm not thinking about cars. <laughs> 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 if we being honest, I got the Beamer. Somebody says that it's like they yeah. need to go to the clinic the next day. Oh, so, actually, I'll, 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 I was gonna say Audi BMW. I just said Audi for the sake of argument. He only said Audi because he doesn't appreciate the true one ruler of this earth. BMW. Oh, oh, see, I, um, you, you tell me twin turbo V8 with a hot V and I immediately think Benz because they take it. Yeah, because they take that motor in the C63, the E63, hey, the GLC63, and they just go, here's Can I ask you a question? Stop when the they come out v. with that. So, actually, and that's, hold on, that's a good point. For everybody who's looking at a hot V I know on a motor, mean, on a turbo motor, is uh, on, so you have a V engine, V6, V8, on the center of the V, uh, that's actually where the turbos go. That's, that's the exhaust of the motors in the center of the V, in the valley of the engine. And that's where the turbos go. It's called a hot V because it's the hot section of the engine. It's the opposite of a standard layout. The intake comes from the outside of the motor, which would be the vo bottom of the V, and exits through the top into the turbochargers. Most typical engines feed into the V, the air, and exhaust exits on the lower side. For example, every uh, like pushrod V8 GM's ever made uh, has always been... Intake in the V, exhaust on the outside of the motor. And uh, this this new motor, this dual overhead cam, uh, has been the opposite of that. And I, I actually, I was backwards on the figures. So it does not make as much horsepower as the new CTSV, but it makes more torque. So it's 550 horsepower. it's much smoother, too. Yeah, but given Cadillac's North Star history and their ability to build a motor, I'm very concerned. It's not, is it even fair to compare the North Star? The North Star is such an old engine that was built over 20 years ago. Listen, I jumped a North Star Cadillac coupe. Well, I don't know what it was. We jumped it off of a very large ramp. How'd the motor do? I just want to have my shameless plug. <laughs> I was initially going to look up the Hot V V8, the 4.4 BMW N63, to see when it came out. Because RJ's over here talking about how BMW did it, and then Audi did it. No. Let's back up a step. The world's first production vehicle to use a Hot V layout was the 2008 model year. Or I'm sorry, 2009 model year. BMW X6. 50i, which is a hot V setup and 63 4.4 liter turbo V8. Was that so in a what? X6. X6. So I just said. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't 2008 X6 had the hot V. So I get it. You're all about Audi coming out with it. You're bragging about the C63. It wasn't. I it was, it was the point of. Mm. He's bragging about the C63s and the E63s that only put that motor in the car what 2015. The first hobby was a Duramax engine. I That's see you Googling this over there. But <laughs> the first gas one to be used in a production car was BMW 11 years ago. And, and what have you accomplished? Anyway. Shameless um, plug. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> back to the, that V8. I'm sure that motor, especially the CT6, <clears throat> is it's much smoother than any pushrod motor yeah. to ever deliver. It's probably smooth as hell. Okay, Joe's here now, so Evan can leave. Um, <laughs> such an ass. But no, I feel Sorry, like. Sorry, guys, I'll keep my. Same my horsepower, $45,000 cheaper. <laughs> I'll go work on it. Fuck off. So, I, I mean, I, I like that car. I like that whole display. I'm trying to think of what else is there. Uh, Ford dropped. The new, the new Shelby. The yep. GT500. Yep, which is pretty which wild. I'm waiting for every. Is that the red... automatic one? Yep. 
Oh, well, I knew it was much. coming. I'm I was waiting for every red-blooded American to say, hey, I have a third pedal, it's not a real car. I'm power. not a it's, it's got too much power. It's got too much power to have a manual anymore. It doesn't matter if it is or isn't. It's going into the curb. Tell, tell, <laughs> and then into the curb. <laughs> but well, tell that to the ZR1 boys. 750, and it, you still get a third pedal. Tell that to Yeah, God bless. Um, God bless. Cletus, we want you on the show if you hear this. God bless you, Garrett. We love you. No, I, I think Ford made the right decision. I think Ford, I, I agree with what they did. Um, if Carmex Nassau had horsepower, the manual would have been impractical. I just hope that the, it's it's good and not like Ben's level of, we have a high-performance automatic and it's... It's, it's, uh, as long I as it doesn't crawled, make V8 DSG parts, I'm cool. <laughs> I crawled all over that transmission. They had a cutaway version at the auto show, uh, which I, I love the mechanical stuff, and say Tremec model underneath, dual clutch. Uh, uh, so, they should have just went sequential. I mean, it's, dual, it's, a, Wait, it's, it's, it's a dual clutch sequential. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. I mean, sequential. Yeah, but then you have to go. And then go. You can't just go. Da, 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 da. My, the point point being though is that it, with the power, how much power does the GT500 make? Seven hundred something. Yeah, absolutely. The manual is completely necessary. One uh, million horsepower. Thank you. One um, billion dollars. Manual. Like, and here's the thing. Let's put, even if they didn't put a manual on it, the clutch for that car would have been outrageous. People would have had a difficult time driving it. You ever push the clutch in a six-speed Cummins? <laughs> That's what it would feel like. I think. I think. Somebody's overall, gonna do it. Somebody will do this. Well, it. Probably, but I think that I think the GT500 is something that <laughs> Evan <it> just, fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't look that. I mean, it looks like a beefed up Mustang GT350. Okay, well, it's got super. It's got supercar speed power at this point. Seven hundred yeah. horsepower. Can I make you upset? A ZR1's just a beefed up Corvette. I know. A that Z28 coming. Camaro is just a. Beefed but a ZR1 up is in your opinion definitely hundred percent supercar without yeah. a doubt. Is the GT500 just a beefed up ego But but uh, um, I, I one's a supercar. I don't. I would. I want to get back to the point I made last week or two weeks ago before we started recording the podcast that we are all on just a giant floating rock that's spinning at like twenty four thousand miles. And it hasn't per hour collided with the sun yet, which is absolutely bullshit. <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> I, like I, I want to come. No, well, we we <laughs> have a lot of things that matter. Apparently, it does. <laughs> we have consistent arguments in this friend group over what defines a sports car, what defines a supercar. We are, that is a whole Stop. podcast for another day. But listen, I agree. But Happy we have started well, twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we got a hot date with the Permani brothers here soon. And for those of you that aren't from Pittsburgh, that's not a good reference. That's a if, restaurant. But we got to wrap this up pretty quickly here because i'm getting kind of hungry and i'm lots of caffeine deep Got if it. you are listening this far in i want to hear your voice can a car with four doors be a sports car and this is something we're not going to talk about right now this is not something we're this gonna is something we are going to discuss in two weeks in another podcast in another podcast so, so let us know yeah let us know i would For example, love to. is the mitsubishi lancer <coughs> evolution a sports car is an M3 sedan a sports car? Is a M5 a sports car? Is a CTSV wagon with a third pedal? No! Is mayonnaise an incident? No, no one respond to these questions at this table. If you're listening, respond to these questions, and we're going to talk about it next time we have this podcast. Two weeks. Back to the back to the Mustang, though. The car has so much horsepower that I feel like the manual is completely superfluous. It, it, the dual clutch I agree with. I think Ford made the right decision. The car is... 
supercar fast at this point. Yeah. Um, the manual would have been completely unnecessary and would have been hard to drive. Marvel Um while we're wrapping up, let's let's keep let's, let's keep going through. What else there was? Uh, well, well, yeah, we'll do we'll do speed In, round. Hold on, Infinity's variable compression engine was there on which, display, which was super interesting to see. That on the basically on the bottom of the motor where their crankshaft would be, there was it looked like a lever arm to a cammed lobe that they can move up or down, and it would essentially raise or lower where the quote unquote crankshaft position would be. And you could change the compression of the engine for yeah. better efficiency. Or you are power. changing the compression of the engine by changing the length of the stroke. Exactly. So the cylinder never actually changes in the any way. The motor is also turbocharged four-cylinder for anybody that doesn't... Uh, and that screams issues in something. Reliability. I agree. Nobody uh, did something first. True. I hear you. But I don't know. It just worries me thinking about that moving in addition to other things moving, but I guess if you kind of look at it, everything moving will be okay. But. Remember the one time when Volvo said, we're going to bolt something that collects hot air, spins really fast, and shoves in the front? Everyone was like, you're crazy. That'll never work. And now it's 30 years later, it and almost every car in the mo world has a turbocharger. Yeah. Okay, let's get final thoughts here. We'll go around the table. Oh, Everybody oh, oh, say oh. one final oh. thought. And then we're going to wrap this up and go to the Manny Brothers. Cool. I'm going to laugh. Chance? Uh, my favorite booth was probably the General Motors booth. That, uh, that being said, I, I hate the new tailgates on the trucks. The very the multi They're bad. tailgates. Like, I understand the appeal to normal person. I can't stand them. I, I think they're terrible. Oh, except for the actual appeal of using your truck? That's fine. Leave your tailgate down. Put that little flag there. You don't need the rest up. We'll I, I, I think it looks atrocious. I don't like it. I want a normal... Fucking tailgate. I don't like that. Yeah. Other than that, I like the new. I like the new trucks. The new GMs look good. I'm glad they did that because the new Silverado looks like fucking ass. Uh, I I was actually upset though that General Motors did not have a new heavy duty trim of a new Silverado or new Sierra, which sucks. Uh, um, is that about it? I think so. Yeah. Blair. I love Evan dearly. Oh, I good. always will. It doesn't matter what happens. I can't wait for mine. I like the new Supra. I saw it in person. I felt a lot better about it. It's something that definitely appeals to me in the CPO market. I know Evan's going to go on a rage, and as soon as this podcast is over, I'm sure we're going to shout a lot. But I really think the new Supra is impressive. And the way I, I look at it is not that I think it's going to be a bad car. I think it's going to drive well. I think it's going to be a good seller and a good move for Toyota to make right now. I understand that it's not a Mark IV Supra. I understand it's not what everyone wanted. But at least they made it. They could have... I think it was their best possible option to make one. They could have not done this at all. They could have stuck to Camrys and Rav Fours. And Toyota. The only way Toyota's going. Camrys are sick. The only way Toyota's going to get. If anyone wants to get back to that Toyota glory days, they got to start somewhere. And this is not a bad way to start. I think I want to buy one. The MR2 is on the topic topic block apparently. Yeah. RJ. Um. So overall, I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff. I I can't say anything really got me super excited. I know last year I was really hyped over the new ZR1 because that's just you know for V8 fanboy that was the mother of all crazy bets. Um. I would say that my favorite. I mean, I and I I think it was pretty cool. It was probably going to be the Gladiator. Close second though was the Ardeon. 
Um, they're both I did, I did like the Ardeon. I yeah. did like the Ardeon. It was cool to see the Ardeon based off the A7 platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why so A6, like A7. <laughs> so I and I mean overall, I'm like you know what? Shout out to BMW or for to Volkswagen for being like okay, well we recognize there could potentially be a market here and bringing it over here. Bag ones I see in Europe are absolutely dope. Oh, I can't wait until somebody does something real stupid with one. I, like I think a weird hard on for like CC <laughs> on the ground, and then the Ardeon just like is like the CC but with the A7 flow, and I'm CC like, plus. yes, yeah. I'm all about it. Like A7s, I love them; they're beautiful. I was just looking at one before I bought my truck, and I bought truck. Yeah, so. stupid. That's what I like. So, Mister Mister Evan Gazer, let's hear what you have to say. Keep it under five minutes. I'll keep it under 30 seconds. Keep this Got quick. It. I didn't go to Detroit. Cars are dumb. The new Supra is lame. Follow me on Instagram. And my 240 is not done yet. Okay, so... You won't drift it anyway. Never you done. waited all this time to hear Evan contribute absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, it's just like last woo! time. And, and he's pissed re- that we don't invite him. And for the record, he still can't drift. He may have a 240, but he doesn't need to purposely building it to not drift. Which I'm all Sorry, right. Chance told me I could slide his 240. Hey, uh, shout out to Stance Nation Elvis that has two of the dopest 240s ever and he doesn't drift them. So. Okay. Whatever, you guys can Don't worry, that. we understand you're only shooting for third. I don't know what that means. Alright. You still want a podium. <laughs> you ain't first, you're last. Oh, hell, Ricky, I was high when I said that. Hi, I'm Peyo. Alright. We're going to wrap this up. Why don't you like Thank you guys out? so much for listening. Um, we're well. I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you for listening. Um, next week, well, I guess it'll be two weeks. Next week we're doing a H two O reunion because friends of ours are going to be back in town. Um, new hoodies are at the printer as we speak, so hopefully they will be on the site by the next episode and i want to remind you all right now that this is the last episode before valentine's day so uh get your girl something so she don't leave you with your car but um yeah thanks for listening we'll see you in two weeks peace out build it for you